Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Joey Klein. He's an actor, he's a writer, a director, Canadian filmmaker. We're here today uh, to talk about his new film, Castle in the Ground. And we had we had a great time. Um, I think ultimately, though, really the reason why Joey stayed on the line so long was is because I was avoiding, uh, I, I was getting in the way of him doing his taxes. He, uh, we, we call back to that several times just to provide a little context for you. This is a, a brilliant, uh, beautiful uh, tragic and deeply uh, moving film. Uh, it, it, it's about relationships. It's about being vulnerable. It's about a global embrace. It's about community and and about stepping into getting well together. How does that, how does that sound? I hope that's okay, Joey. But we we touch on a lot of things. It's about uh, the opiate addiction. Uh, it's a it's a film that takes place in northern Ontario, and 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 that's important for for a lot of reasons. So it's, stay tuned. Make sure you f- uh, find uh, the film. It's it's online. It's Apple, Google Play. It's uh, Cineplex, Bell, Rogers. It's in a lot of places. It's available around. The world, and as Joey says, the this film Castle on the Ground, it's it's for him. It's about bearing witness, and that that's the I I think that's the sort of the challenge to to all of us, really. And you know, as Roger Ebert said, movies, film, story, narr- um, empathy making machines, and this is what Castle on the Ground for me uh, was really all about: about vulnerability and being open to others, and about uh, be, being collaborative and 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 a sense of community and sense of relationship. There's a wonderful scene, many many wonderful scenes with with uh, a relationship that 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 uh, mother and son create together Alex Wolf and Nev Campbell and yeah very touching intimate portrayals of 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 why others matter and why we're all in this together wow it sounds like I'm already getting up on a bit of a soapbox I hope I hope that's that's okay and and please do stay tuned for for this interview coming up with Joey uh, we had a lot of fun but but we also got into some real work 
as well. Uh, don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and, and, and my speaking. That's probably going to be a little bit on hold for the next little while with COVID and so on in the air. But uh, do uh, purchase a copy of Real Changes Incremental. I, I would certainly love that. It's available on Amazon. Don't forget face2facelive.ca for a whole host of other interviews. And, and trying to get more um, um, in the moment now with my films and my reviews and, and the people that I'm interviewing so that uh, you can access those uh, right away. And there's a sense of urgency around uh, hopefully seeing the film Hot Docs coming up very soon as well. Face-to-facelive.ca, sign up for the newsletter, share it with a family or a, uh, a family member or a friend, and, 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 and please social mediate us. And, and if you can, uh, you can support us financially through Patreon, which we'd love. We've got a few supporters there, not many at all, by the way, but, uh, but that'd be awesome. And then also, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would really go a long way. We're slowly uh, getting a few there and uh, it's, it's the way you get noticed, unfortunately, in this digital crazy world that we live in. And you can also advertise with us as well. So please reach out to me. You can do that online, david at sochange.ca. You can advertise in the in interviews themselves. You can advertise on our site. We're getting hundreds of thousands of unique visits a month there. And you can also advertise in uh, the newsletter. So reach out if you like. And don't forget to rabble.ca, news for the rest of us. It's a platform, a Canadian platform where my podcast face-to-face is hosted and so many other writers, bloggers, and uh, thinkers, journalists writing about uh, news uh, for the rest of us. So stay tuned. Coming right up, I I know you're going to enjoy this interview with Joey and uh, the film as well, Castle in the Ground, coming right up. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today. And uh, unfortunately, we can't be face to face. We're still working our way through this COVID crisis. We've got director, writer, actor Joey Klein here to talk about his new film, Castle in the Ground. Joey, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, man. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I've been really looking forward to this. First of all, I just want to say right out of the gate, congrats on the film. And uh, well done. I mean, you, you got to, I mean, I know the film's been out for a while, but yeah, I just wanted to say that right out of the gate before we stepped in. I loved it. Am I allowed to say that I love this kind of a film? It's, it's, it's pretty, it's, at times kind of dark, right? Kind of, kind of challenging. I mean, as the person who made it, I, su- I, su- I certainly appreciate it. If there's just noise for a second, my apologies. I'm just closing a window. Just so can- no worries. No worries. Uh, noise. I certainly appreciate you saying it and I don't think it's crass. Um, I think that, uh, you know, when somebody expresses that, and it obviously means a ton to all of us who worked on it, I, I guess what I take from it is that we did our best to represent this moment um, as truthfully and lovingly with as much respect to real people who are suffering right now as we could. And, um, uh, you know, I, I understand that not everybody wants to watch a film, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that, you know, I guess people would call quote unquote heavy or something, uh, right. especially right now. It's, you know, it's uh, maybe some people are looking more for escape is fair and that's understandable. But uh, I, I when you say that, it means a lot to me because I what I take from it is that you watched it um, with an open heart and and responded to what it's about, because um, I guess on a level of something like this asks us all to bear witness because mm. people who are suffering from addiction. Good are even more vulnerable right now in this pandemic. And of course, it's difficult for all of us. And we all have a right to be tired or anxious or depressed. But all the people that were vulnerable on the planet before are ever more vulnerable. And when this does finish, they will still be, including people suffering from addiction. So I just take it to mean that you were open to what we were trying to do. And and it means a lot. 
Well, you know, it's really interesting that you go down that route of openness and, and transparency because I, I and well, I would I would use the word authentic, uh, authenticity as well. I mean, there seemed to be a real, uh, a beautiful, uh, haunting and, and tragic sort of relational component to the film. There's this wonderful relationship between son and mother and and a couple others that sort of develop throughout the film, and and the way to the only way it seems to me to 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 I mean boy we're going real serious here right out of the gate but the the only pathway towards healing it seems to me is through others right and so there's this sense I'm just I'm riffing off your notion of openness because I think I was pretty wide open to the film and I think that's exactly what's so beautiful about isn't it about narrative and about story and about and about actually being face to face with people right I, I'm uh, sorry sorry I didn't mean to interrupt yeah no go go well, I so appreciate that, man. And I keep on saying I appreciate these things because it isn't always the case that um, that that one feels like one is getting to speak about the subject matter and also the work in this way. And um, it, it's not just to me about <clears throat> this moment. It's about just the reality of life on this planet. What you just said in this, mm. in this reality of face-to-face and our connections to one another it, in the simplest terms is absolutely to me. And I don't, I don't want to make a point as a filmmaker, but certainly if there is some message in there, because I think it's more about holding a mirror up and bearing witness, mm. but if there is a message, it is that what we have is each other. And I'm not saying organized religion is in and of itself evil. Of course not. If someone has a meaningful relationship to their organized religion and they're being kind to others, they're not enforcing it on others, they're not, they're not, they're not in any way being you know, um, um, uh, intrusive in other people's lives with their own beliefs, beautiful. But there's undeniable moments where, to quote whoever said it, maybe it was Churchill, but no, it wasn't Churchill. Whoever said that religion is the opiate of the masses, and I think that's a bit paraphrased, um, I can understand that sentiment. And in terms of the intersectional addictions in the film, um, opiate addiction is not the only addiction in the film. I think the main character, more than anything, is addicted to trying to to caretake, and then when what happens with his Mm. mother does, to save this surrogate person. And I think that at at the best moments, like when he's the most okay, um, it deals with just simple human connection with his mother. When he's most okay, it's just simple human loving connection with his mother. And then with this woman who who becomes an unlikely friend. Um, I think that in the simplest terms, all we got is love. And I don't mean that in a Mm -hmm. kind of way. I just mean (laughs) truly like, like compassion, kindness, and just connection. Well, you got to hope that this crisis, this time, I mean, the, the, the one sort of, I suppose there are many ultimately when we look back, when we look back and we have time to reflect, but there, that one of the more positive things is that we are kind of all in this together, whether we like it or not. And so let's, let's hope, let's trust, you know, that, that we are going to ultimately see that love is all we got, right? Relationship is really what matters. And that's not always easy to do, especially when you're caught in some kind of, 200 kilometer philosophical existential rut like some of the characters in your film i i I love how how it comes up a couple of times anna mom you know everything's going to be okay we have to Mm. what does does mom actually say at some point to him we got to prepare for every outcome (laughs) i mean isn't isn't that (laughs) what he's kind of yeah. yeah isn't that what he's kind of addicted to in a sense would you say henry's addicted to this sense of control and 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 wanting things so and 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 yet life so often just doesn't play out that way 
Big time. And I think it's also a question of validation. You know, when I, I went to theater school in New York to, to this place I really love called Circle in the Square and uh, a really amazing teacher there named Alan Langdon spoke of the five super objectives every character has. And, and I think it absolutely applies to, to just ourselves and our lives. And, and in the world of a story, uh, you know, an objective can change scene to scene, but a super objective never changes. And I think mm. that's also very true with life, you know, and he says, he calls the five um, super objectives, and he had a he had a significant background in studying psychology. I think at the PhD level, but certainly uh, scholastically before he became a a theater school teacher. Um, he he calls them uh, survival, power, happiness, love, and then dignity and validation. And I just think that is so true about life. And I think a lot of people are driven by dignity and validation. Certainly, I am. And I think that Henry is just driven by the purpose and the meaning of taking care of his mother and basically being the reason she will get better. And, you know, he does this thing that I think, unfortunately, we do a lot in life where he just starts to drink the Kool-Aid of, as you say, what he can control. And I'm not going to school until you get better. And there is just a lot of, uh, sorry, I'm I'm a bit tired this morning, but I guess you just have to call it denial or, or, you know, we got into this moment in time on the planet because we couldn't look at what was true. People, including Bill Gates on a TED Talk, said something's coming. There's very fine books written by very fine people that made it clear something was coming. But I think it's called availability heuristics or availability bias. We can't deal with something we haven't experienced before if there's Mm. something else we have to deal with that we have. And I think that um, Henry um, understandably gets addicted Oh, man. Uh, speaking of human connection, I really have to figure out how to turn off Siri on my computer because I just said Henry to you. And then Siri went, mm-hmm. And uh, I totally <laughs> well, if, didn't ask you for anything, Siri, so you can chill out. Don't worry about it. That, that's that's hilarious. That's an opening line for something I didn't ask you for anything, <laughs> Siri. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, Stop yeah. That's, that is definitely going to be the mantra for the rest of my life until I perish I didn't ask you for anything, Siri or whatever the Google lady's name is. Oh, there she is again. And nope, you're good. Don't worry about it, Siri. Um, <laughs> we'll have to I, we'll have to mic Siri next time around. Yeah. Next conversation, <laughs> we'll give her we'll get her a mic for sure. Yeah, I, I guess I just feel like per, per what you're bringing up, you know, I think that when when he puts that much stock in and not just, of course, he loves his mother, of course, he wants her to be okay, but all his point and purpose in life is based in that caretaking. You know, I've seen mm. I've seen it many times in my life and I've done a version of it myself. And um, I think, you know, once she does go and he is accidentally complicit in that way, it just um, ignites a kind of uh, deep, deep seated need to, you know, in his mind and his heart, I think, right or wrong, that, you know, becomes addiction in that way. I couldn't help. So you're clearly a guy that's concerned with details. And, and, and I just, I love that about the way the, the film is shot, the cinematography, your decisions that you made, the, the tight close-ups, all of that, the, the world through the people. I mean, it's all about perspective. But I wonder how, how, how autobiographical is some of this, Joey, you know, in the sense that Henry is, I mean, I love the way Henry cleaned up what was left of, of the pill after you know, after crushing it with the spoon. And that's, that's the, that's the kind of detail that this guy's into. Like he's, is that, is that the control freak in him coming out or is that the caretaker? I, I love that distinction, by the way. That's really interesting to me. Thank you so much for, yeah. Obviously when one makes a film and I've, I get to, I've worked with such lovely people, the devils that we care about are always in the details. And when I was in 
Peter School, we always spoke about just being as specific and personal as possible. So hmm. none of it is autobiographical in either film, but they're all deeply personal. And we always try and I always try to be as specific as possible. Um, hap- you know, uh, I'm very fortunate. I haven't had anybody that has been sick in my life in the way that Nev's character mm. is. Um, but um, certainly the people that I love, um, you know, I have reasons for telling the story and I have a reason for telling, you know, a, a mother-son story. Um, and that detail of him cleaning it up to me is not as much about the control as the caring. And just that, right. um, yeah, if you, you know, that like that there wouldn't be, I mean, also just that he knows that these drugs are very potent and they do a certain something because he sees what his mother, how his mother reacts when she's on them. So I think it's also just fear of the unknown, which of course, after what happens, happens with his mother, he dives directly into it. But before that, I mean, it's an anti, it's antithetical to what he would be looking for, I think. Well, there's a beautiful, there's a really beautiful intimacy, I think, about that detail, but about the whole film to me as well, that really comes through. And, and I know it's already been written about, and I'm sure it's going to be talked about for a long time. And part of the reason probably why this film's going to stay with people, but that, that, the one scene in particular, the, 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 the pillow scene, can I call it that? Where, where there's this sense of, of love and intimacy and acceptance between mom and, and son. That's just, wow, we could, we can, we can learn so much by, you know, circling back to your, your, your original thought out of the gate about this sense of being open. What, what Mm. is, what, what opportunities abound if we're willing to step in, open our eyes, open our ears and, and, and listen, right? Yeah, are you saying when you say pillow scene, you mean when he's lying on the on yes. bed and and just tickling her back a bit, and then she's just deciding whether or not to tell him, um, you know, that she knows she's relapsed. That scene. Yeah, just well, just and just yeah. I don't want I don't want to say too much because oh, I'm sorry, sure right. they're gonna, <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't want to I don't want to. Uh, yeah, it's so weird because sometimes it's so funny. Some directors and actors and so on and writers don't worry about, uh, you know, uh, tipping their hat. Yeah, the spoilers, but others others do. So I don't want to step in too much. But I guess if we could just talk about that intimacy again, I'd, I'd love to know. And maybe maybe your, you know, your theatrical background and the five super objectives, you know, have something to do with this or at least paying attention to that kind of stuff. But the intimacy that and the and the and the um, uh, uh, the the the. The way I guess you must interact with these these actors, Nav and others on set, I, I'd love to hear a bit about that because there really is a authenticity and a um, hmm, I don't even know what it is. A I want to use the word milieu, but that's the wrong an ethos. A, 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 you mm. you created a community there on set. Am I am I saying anything that that's making contact with reality oh, here? Joey? Yeah, I mean, like again, it's just nice to be able to talk about the thing you made, you know, on its own terms. Mm. Because, like as you say, I do come from being a, an actor, and I was trained a certain way, and also just more than that, much more than that. I'm just my parents' kid. My parents are really kind, mm, nice. kind, caring people who give a big hoot about the planet. And they both have in in so many significant and meaningful ways sacrificed, not just for their family, not just for their kids, but for people. And I have learned from them and I have um, been very, very proud to be their son for many reasons, but maybe more than anything to watch them, even when they were down, not only care about their kids, their fortress, building up, you know, their force field around their fortress and keep their family safe. They still cared about people, about strangers, and they just really did. Um, imbue a, a sense of how important empathy is and I guess to me mm. these moments of intimacy and the devil being in these details just comes out of 
what I understand about being a human being. And, and you know, I, I did personally tickle my mom's back when I was a kid. I was much younger than Henry. I was like maybe five or something. But I had that connection with my mom. And, you know, Henry and, and, and his mom, Rebecca, really only have each other. They aren't connected to their organized religion. When he's praying in the morning, she's like, I heard you praying. What was that about? And he is praying for the very specific reason she calls him out on. And, and you know, they... they, they um, are not just mother and son. They're each other's best friend. They're this weird mm. old married couple almost. So, right. you know, it's just this kind of relationship of codependency. The film is built out of many codependencies. Some are good codependencies, you know, like there's parasites in the universe, not to say that their relationship is anyway parasitic, but, but par- whenever you hear parasite, you think, ew, but there are really good parasites out there that help control the ecosystem and, and, and help balance things. And I think that, you know, their relationship per certain like conventional nuclear standards blurs certain boundaries but but ultimately they're each other's best friend and they're there for each other and i think that having that moment of intimacy with them and him not being able to see you know what we see is just also right. about creating i guess certain dramatic ironies and and just playing with tropes as we get deeper into thriller elements that kind of just set up you know what we know that he doesn't know excuse me that he doesn't know you know it's a pretty it's Again, it's a beautiful and intimate portrait, I think, of just the way things can can go. And I think we can all, if we're open to it, I think we can all see aspects of ourselves, you know, that those, like you say, different levels of addiction, right? We're all kind of, in a way, I suppose, addicted to something, uh, what, whatever that might be, or codependent, uh, you know, relationship of one kind or another. Did you encourage, you know, Nev and others in the, in the film to, to dig deep? To, uh, to And was there a sense that people really thought, you know what, th- this story matters than maybe something else I've done in the past more? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think that for both films I've made, I've just been very fortunate to work with such incredible people. And by that, I mean, of course, it goes without saying that all their abilities are undeniable and they are all of them truly some of the best, best actors out there anywhere. But I mean much more than that, their intentions and their, their, mm. their, their curiosities. And they all came. Um, and, you know, for the record, I think actors do get sometimes bad raps. And obviously we know more about celebrities than we do actors. But these people are serious about their craft. And they're serious about wanting to put their own version of love out and be a part of something they hope stands for something. So they all came with great, great intentions to be very open and uh, I was doing a French interview. My French isn't nearly as good as my English. So the best way I could put it quickly when asked something like this was that none of them come in at zero and then it's our job to get them from zero to 60. They all come in at 200, at 4,000. Like they're, they're open and they're available and they're professionals who have their own process. And so um, it was working with them was a joy because it was like some football man, like soccer manager, you know, having the best players in the world. And, and mm-hmm. when you come to strategize and to figure out formally how we have our best game, you know, you're not teaching them how to kick a ball. They know that already. And so um, certainly there was a lot of collaborating constantly, um, which sometimes is remaining very quiet and being very respectful of lovely, lovely actors, you know, doing some takes of difficult work and doing work that costs them something. Um but uh, I would never say that on set uh, it was not exactly like, you know, we were always holding on to some dark thing in between takes. That would be to me the death of being creative and the death of trying to work on something like this. 
by no means were we also kind of cracking jokes. It was just a respectful, quiet atmosphere, which I'm, I'm very, very, this is the most important thing to me if I'm making a film that beyond the actors that everybody just finds a way to, to work respectfully so that the mm. playing space for actors is neutral and quiet. And, um, I have lovely grips, gaffers, electrics that I've worked with before, and they all ha- have started to work in this way. We're all in this dance together and we're whispering a lot just to let actors prepare for these really tough scenes. Um, so a family and a kind of ethos was built out of just everyone's good intentions. I knew Emmy for months after she got cast because she got cast in like maybe November or so. And we shot in March. I met Alex and got to know Alex a week before and Nev a bit before that. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, those are the funny things about filmmaking that um, if you just stay open to the nuts and bolts of it and, you know, swim with the tide of that, I think you always find that you build these, you know, these families and that everybody comes um, to to do work that costs them something. It's yeah, that's a great point. I wonder. I wonder what it does actually cost to step into a role like this. And on one hand, you know, you watch. Uh, I've, I'm not a frustrated actor. I think that I could maybe pull something off. I think I did like a, a play like 42 years ago or something, <laughs> uh, Joey. You know, but but you, it it really. And I know I know Adam McGoyan. I've interviewed him before, and and he said many times how he loves actors. And I wonder. I don't think I've ever asked him this, but is it is it just that level of respect for being able to like you say step in you know to a role like that you meet alex a week before and then he gives you this performance that's just so honest so real so authentic so present and it's yeah anyway it's just it's just mind-boggling to me i love that's one of the things i so love about film that co-creative and collaborative kind of community um that 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 a director has to create hey when you're when you're writing um the lifeguard sweatshirt is just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's, I've got lots of fave moments in the film, but that's one of the buttes. I don't know where you found that mask by the way, either, but, but when you're writing, is that, are those like, do you, do you sort of dead, uh, step, uh, stand up and put your arms in the air when you get those moments? Oh, like, thanks for, thanks for giving me the credit, but that is all Emma Doyle, who is a genius, beautiful, wonderful costume designer. And mm. uh, I, by no means wrote lifeguard sweatshirt into the script. And, <laughs> and for many reasons, including that I just didn't have that stroke of genius in, at the time. Um, she, she, and that is what is the sexiest, most exciting thing about, you know, the game of filmmaking is that team mm. sport and, and from the actress to all the other lovely creative collaborators. Um, she, she is a serious uh, person, and a serious artist. And she, um, she, on my film was her second film that she was designing. So she didn't bring it to me earlier because she wasn't sure what I think about it. And then I just saw it on the day and I was like over the moon. That is the coolest idea of all time. And she was waiting for me to be like, uh, can you take that lifeguard sweatshirt off of him? And I was like, what? That is just the most beautiful idea. And then we had this lovely uh, prop master, Balance Cortez, who is a very, very fine uh like I've, you know, done done some stuff with some lovely people, but he's just he's just a, a ninja about what he does. And um, <laughs> I, you know, it was like making a film in 19 days in Sudbury in the winter is tough in a lot of ways. And one thing that was really tough was finding a mask. And I knew versions of what I wanted, and I gave him, you know, comps, and he just couldn't find anything. And then and then he found that, and it just went from like having no options to the perfect thing. Let's stop even talking about it. And so those things just come together with good intentions and hard work. I find on films where you know up until the last moment, 
part of my language, but you're screwed. And then all of a sudden it couldn't be more perfect. And then, you know, Alex Wolf taking out the gun and, and pointing it and, and putting it up to his head. That's not exactly how it was in the script. He's just a beautiful right. actor. But that's the thing, I guess, about coming from, you know, being an actor and being trained more formally as an actor than anything. I know what an actor is. And, and, and you know, when Adam O'Goyne says what he says, and I know Adam, he's a lovely man, but I know what he's saying. And, and, and I, I love him for saying that because no matter how hard I work as the filmmaker, no matter how hard Bobby works, and he's a gorgeous, extraordinary DP, and I've done everything I've ever done with him, but nobody, nobody on set, other than the actors, are asked to literally come into the playing space, crack their rib cages open, and just literally, mm. truly bear their soul, but over and over and over and over again. And so, you know, these people, it's like you see the, the takes in the film, they're extraordinary, but there's 10 other beautiful versions of that right, that are right, full and that cost them right. something to do. So I feel like when, you know, people like Alex and Amy Nevs, Tom, Kier, they all bring not just their great skills, but their great intentions. And then you have these other great creatives. That's when the beautiful stuff happens. And, and, and being an actor, I never write a script and then say, here's the Bible. It's always a guide, no matter how long I've worked mm -hmm. on it, no matter how strong some of the formal and structural elements are. There are some things that we end up doing very rigidly per the page for, for, for narrative and, you know, just like schematic reasons. But um, the joys of the process are letting Emma and Balan and, and the actors like Alex express themselves. And, um, you know, there's so many moments in it, which I would which I would call, I guess, if I get to have favorites, favorites that are just the beautiful, let's just call them improv, not improvisations, just literally like a musician just playing. And I mean, mm -hmm. Alex playing yeah. music in the film, that's obviously not, you know, literally written. I got to can I can I call out another fave moment the mm -hmm. the, vid, the the video game as long moment as I don't have the to last do my taxes man we can do whatever you want. yeah we we yes yes that's a, a kind of an obscure reference but maybe right. we can we can explain I got to do my taxes moment. after this yeah so I would right. happily talk very very long time we'll keep you online as long as we can um he's playing the video game and I, I feel like it's a, 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 a moment just before things kind of go really sideways and I think the the line from the video game is are you ready to die did i hear that right um yeah man again i just gotta say much love for 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 I, I could care less if people like if you if you caught that detail and you're like i hated that and this is why i truly would love that as long as we're having a conversation about what we did and, and i guess i keep mm -hmm. on saying this because to be honest sometimes it doesn't feel like uh people may it just feels like if you're gonna make a funny little car of a certain kind test car test drive that car for what it is and then decide whether or not you like that car for what it is but don't ask a car to fly or ask a car to right. make smoothies if it ain't sure, supposed sure. to and that detail to me is like another one of those filmmaking things where obviously uh, uh i did not write that or maybe not obviously i did not write you know the computer game sound saying are you know are you ready to die which it does say um that's just again a balance of really getting to collaborate with great people, sure, yeah. you know, and, and, and expressing, I guess to me, the, the job more than anything, is just with every department being very clear about the what and the why, you know, not yeah, what where, where, about, you're, where you're heading with the film, the intention behind it. And so on. It's, it seems to me, it's, isn't that, isn't that kind of your job as a director to say, you know, to create that space and that community, maybe that's what I was talking about before, but so that people are starting to intentionally, you know, and in some cases, just maybe subliminally even step into 
that space, if that makes sense. Entirely. And also just mm-hmm. ask ourselves, why now? You know, more than just what right, is about, right. why now? Because I think there's some of the ways in which we executed that are a question also just of this moment. And with um, with that computer game sound, I can't remember if that was recorded live from one of the games and then maybe I asked them to just distort the audio a bit, like just make it a bit more demonic, or if that came in and post from one of our lovely sound designers but it's just those things of everybody being on the same page and knowing what we're looking for and and um um you know there's like a not to jump around but there's like at the very end of the film the last sound is the click of the um the lighter and i did not Mm -hmm. write that into the script but we had a lovely sound designer who understood all the things i was going for and all the things i really wanted him to try and all those elements of sound that you know to me to me, the most exciting kind of filmmaking that I, I that fill up my head and heart are, are where content is embedded in form, where they're purely and truly cinematic. And, you know, if Jonathan Glazer can tell a lot of story by just having a very slow dissolve of Scarlett Johansson's alien character over those trees with the wind just blowing them in a certain specific way, I would always personally rather see filmmaking that tells story in that way than in dialogue or in plot. Right. And so that's that's a taste issue. But to me, that thing you bring up of when that computer game says that, that has a lot of story information in it. And mm, uh, I really sure want to tell stories that way. So it's cool that you bring that up. Yeah, it's just honestly, this I'm going to do my last fave is the apple pie and the whipped cream scene. It's just <laughs> um, why Why Northern Ontario? Why Sudbury? Well, for sure, just to be completely like honest and clear, uh, again, I didn't write into a script, this has to be Sudbury. It's more right, that okay. we understand how we make films. Like, like, like I know where my funding is going to be coming from. And there's an amazing fund called the North. I mean, they're all great. They're all amazing. Whatever the problems are with our system, we have a system. And we're very fortunate to have it. And it's not a popular or cool thing to say. But actually, the funders are amazing. Like, when you get to know them per each place, it's not, you know bureaucratic endless mazes it's people who give a big hoot about art and filmmaking and it's, right, it's, right. it's you know it's actually cool. much better than you think it would be nice when, nice no, shout truly. out no no but yeah. it's true you know i hope i mean you don't know me but like i'm a jerk i'm gonna say what i mean and i mean what i say and a lot of people <laughs> don't like me and i think that's amazing because i don't want them to like me because i don't like them and i just want to get along with the people i should get along with and i just want to deal in truths my whole job mm. is it's fucking into the core truth of something. I can't come out of that as an actor or a filmmaker and then just play the politesse, you know, like baloney game. And and the truth is there's a lot of good people in those jobs that are thankless who give a big hoot about the culture and the communities we're building. And of them, there's two ladies, then Mel and Mel. Um, well, I think it's Melissa and Melanie, but I might be getting that wrong. But we call them Mel and Mel, and they're at the NOHFC. And they give a good amount of money for us to go up to the northern part of Ontario and shoot. So they incentivize us to go. And and then you, I've been there before because I acted in Three Black Spruce up there. And so I knew a bit about Sudbury and knew that I just thought it was a lovely place to shoot. And when we location scattered and when I just did a lot more research, it just became very clear that tragically, as all the small towns across North America are, mm-hmm. Sudbury is really suffering from, you know, in, in the midst of the opiate epidemic. And um, I just think it's 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 abhorrent and foul to go up there as a filmmaker, use their resources, have the benefits of being up there per getting the film made, and then just say, oh, no, it's not bad enough for you folks up here. So this is Chicago or this is small town America. Right. And right. I'm saying that because, to be honest, I did get some pressure sometimes to, like, not call it Sudbury or to call it an American town. 
And I just feel like we went up there. The people of Sudbury absolutely could have been like, who are you folks? And why are you telling a story about this here right now? And instead we were met with like very loving, compassionate, collaborative people who were very brave to share their own stories, if it may help us a little bit, and mm -hmm. who in every way they could cool. open their doors and their hearts to us to make this film. And so just in every like very immediate, undeniable way, it had to be Sudbury. And I just, you know, say it at the beginning of the film, Sudbury 2012, because that is the context. I'm not going to shoot the water tower that says the word Sudbury and have like a band walking through saying Sudbury, 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 because that's ridiculous. But it just is. It just is Sudbury and and um, and the people in it, you know, the, the background actors and the people working on it, they are people from Sudbury. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? You know, what's interesting, Joey, and I don't know if this is meaningful to you or not, but it almost became more important to me that you called it out Sudbury by the time the film ended than it was at the beginning. Cause I remember going, Oh, that's interesting. I wonder why he would want me to know this is going on in Sudbury, you know? And anyway, for some reason, and I don't know why that is yet, but I think I kind of know in the sense that, you know, I had family in Sudbury years ago. Um, there's this sense of, you know, you, you know, you say Sudbury is being, being hit hard. There's this sense that addiction, that these issues, mental health problems and so on, I mean, they're happening everywhere, right? And I don't know if that's something that you were going for with this idea that, yeah, this this happens in normal homes, whatever the heck normal means, right? Normal in italics. Is is that is that a fair point? Most definitely. And I think that, um, of course, you could not have the name of the town and then it's literally universal. But to me and everything that I do in my work, the devil is in the details and being as specific as one can be is the rub of the job. Absolutely. And it's just less specific to just say this is any town. And you know, if somebody watches it and says, I can't relate to it because I'm not from Sudbury with respect, please don't watch anything I make ever. And if my distributors don't want me to say that, <laughs> I don't know what to say. If you can't watch the film and relate because you're not from Sudbury, please just go watch Endgame, Avengers flying through the sky and all the superheroes saving us and, and have a good time watching that. Um, much love to everybody. <laughs> That's right. Much love to everyone signing off. I've got to go do my taxes. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. But, uh, but no, no, yes. I totally, totally get that. To, to answer your question, yes. I think that um, that um, we have to deal with what we're dealing with experientially as the creative people doing it. And we were there. And, you know, people, like I said, when I say people were brave, what I mean is, is like a gentleman shared a story of how his son died and there was an amazing lady on our film that shared a story of how her brother died. And I had no idea until a certain point that they were father and daughter and they're talking about the same boy. And people understand that this subject matter is hard. And there are other films about addiction, no question. Some of them I love very much. The thing is, is this is about this moment that is still happening. And when we come up from this pandemic, which is a really hard moment for all of us, it's still going to be happening. It's still going to be there. The planet has called these people suffering from addiction for a long time junkies. And I just mm. hope at a certain point we can turn a corner and say, wait, 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 wait. We don't call people suffering from mental illness loonies. That is not acceptable. There's all kinds of ways in which we finally come up for air in the sea change moment and said, that was abhorrent. We may not behave that way. Yet, People suffering from addiction are still junkies who are just making bad choices. And that is fallacy. It is inhumane to say or to think. And I don't dream in technicolor, but per 
putting it in Sudbury where it is happening and ask people to hopefully just bear witness a bit. Maybe we can just be a little bit more aware of what's happening to our neighbors. They may not be our literal brothers and sisters, but their lives do matter too. Well, and there's a sense in which we're all vulnerable. And I wonder if if that's going to be one of the more positive, and we chatted briefly about it, outcomes of, of the pandemic. And I, I work in, I've been doing consulting work for years, Joey, in international development. And so I've been able to travel all over the world and been into some pretty challenging places. One of my favorite places in the world, as my listeners will know, is Cambodia. And so you see, you know, the effects of diarrhea or, you know, uh, malaria, you know, these types mm-hmm. of things, things that we don't, we just so t- take for granted, right? But it's this... Anytime I ever get on the ground, which now may be quite a while before I get back on the ground again uh, overseas in the global south, but every time it's just this reminder, wow, wow, we're all in this together. We really are all vulnerable. And I, this is what I love about Castle in the Ground for me, the fact that you rooted it in Sudbury, that it's, that it's so sort of normal, that this can happen to anyone, that Alex is a control freak and the very... I think doesn't he crush the pills with the hammer? I mean, so yeah, he does, it he does. Come, you know, he does. it becomes the the you know Nietzsche. I I, I just smiled as soon as I saw it. Nietzsche. I'm a, I studied philosophy for years. Nietzsche in Twilight of the Idols. He said the subtitle of the book is How to Philosophize with a Hammer. Yeah. And here we got this guy. <laughs> here we got and and the whole idea, Joey, was that you know we got to test everything, right? And so here he's crushing the pill and then cleaning it up and the care, and yet he too is vulnerable and he steps in. I mean, it just it's heartbreaking. And yet at the same time, it has to be a step. Sorry, man, now I'm on my soapbox here, but but has to be a, a step towards healing. And and Anna says at the end of the film, and, and we're getting close to wrapping it up, I guess, but she says, you know, I, I just need to get well. And oh man, I've had <laughs> tears in my eyes, man. So um, yeah, anyway, I don't even know where I was going with that. And thanks for your patience for listening. But the vulnerability of it, the, the is just, that's, that's gotta be key. Well, yeah, I mean, thanks. I, I, I appreciate, I'm very happy to, to listen to your soapbox because I think we maybe are a bit aligned in terms of what, you know, where, where our hearts are, where our heads are. And, and mm. um, you know, I, um, well, and Joey, you've said it several times now. You've used the phrase bearing witness. I love that, man. Thanks. You know, and I, I guess in terms of, you know, as a filmmaker, I don't want to get on a soapbox. As a human, I'm, I'm, as a citizen, I'm very happy to. And, and again, I, I don't need to get along with everybody. I need to, you know, as long as I know, I can say to myself, I'm not being unkind for no reason. I, I, I just need to be as honest as I know how to be put this, you know, any moment that we're living through. And I think that as a filmmaker, my job is to hold up my mirror to the society I understand mm. I live in, in, in the way I choose to, you know, the thing with the hammer. Uh, and again, like Alex Wolf, uh, you know, for my money is a bit of a genius, like uh, an extraordinary, talented, vulnerable actor, like strangely open and vulnerable for such a young actor, extraordinarily uh, um, open to, to, to a certain kind of work, which is rare. And, you know, he just started to, knock the ground with the hammer in that one scene where then he gave me the opportunity Mm. to use the sound over the religion to me it's all about these interconnecting and and, and inter um and and, uh, i don't not interstitial but the interactivity of the different kinds of addiction that maybe are getting their hooks in us and 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 not not maybe getting us more well on this planet um and it you know again like i said it ain't just about the opiates so um i do uh, now I'm on a little bit of a rant. I guess. <laughs> well, I guess and I want to be clear to our listeners: the film is not preach. It wasn't to me anyway. 
Was no, thank you. I don't want to. I don't want to preach at all. to anyone. Yeah. I just want to ask. Look, we did a lot of work all together and a lot of research, and then just you know, I, I have the privilege. My father was a doctor who, for forty plus years, worked with people suffering from addiction, and I have my own mm, ways wow. in which, in my life, I've been exposed to people suffering from opiate addiction. So there's different kinds of knowledges I have, and I understand what it's like to be addicted to caretaking the way Henry does. So you know, there's just different ways of points of entry per the work we did. But um, I guess I feel like it's happening on the planet. So we, we do need to look at it. And, um, you know, per what you say with with we're all in this together and, and you know, Dr. Sanjay Gupta is saying that on CNN and Madonna is saying it. Um, I mean, when you say it, I take <clears throat> what you mean, I understand what you mean. When Dr. Sanjay Gupta or Madonna says it, I got to be honest, I kind of feel like they're saying we weren't in anything together ever before. We were just getting <laughs> up like, 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 like in, insanely exponentially richer and richer and richer while you are, mm. are going to, you know, basically be subhumans. We'll be superhumans. We'll be immortal. You'll be extinct. But now you can give us this thing, which might kind of get in like in the way of our plan. So we're all in this together. And I just feel like, wait, wait, but we share the planet. Ain't we literally in everything together all the time? Even if you don't like human beings, just for your own sake, if you're kinder to people. If we believed in safety injection sites, we would save lives. Even if you don't want to save a person's life in any way, your taxes will benefit. You will end up spending less money because the penal system and the health system take lot bigger hits than if we had safety injection sites, showed these people our humanity and gave them safe spaces to deal with their illness. And I know now I am preaching, but this ain't a film. This is me, so I'm okay with <laughs> it. Right. You know, I well, think we... Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's that's what I have to say about that. No, it's all good, man. I love the passion, and you know what's so beautiful is I, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a guarded sense of your passion comes through in the film, and and it comes through in the performances, man. And that's a huge. Uh, I hope you take that as a huge compliment for what for what it's worth coming from a guy you've never met before. Oh. But but seriously, man, like because this is I truly believe as crazy and overtop as this may sound. I mean, the way we're gonna tell uh, change the world is through story. It's through narrative. I mean, Richard. Wagami's stories are meant to heal, you know, uh, through Black Spruce, Spruce, by the way, brilliant film, loved it, interviewed Don um, McKellar at TIFF, I guess it would have been 2018, is that right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't know you were in it until a few days ago, so yeah, that's, that's pretty guy. cool. That's pretty pretty cool yeah you gotta love that so um anyway i i really do think that at the risk of overstating it's through time uh, and 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 layers of this kind of storytelling that that is going to make a difference in treating people you know like you say as as human beings i wow i i really would like to keep you from your taxes even longer um I don't know if you want to, but uh, yeah, well, let's, well, let's do that. Let's, sure. let's just talk just before we, we wrap up and we give people a little bit of a, and I'll do this too off, off, uh, in my intro, I always do an intro, Joey, before we step into and tell people why they need to listen, we'll have links to the sites and uh, whatever, where films coming out real soon. But just as we wrap up, um, I think people could watch this film and, and go away saying, wow, that filmmaker's cynical or he's dark or he's way too thoughtful for me or something like that. But I get the sense from you that you really are quite a hopeful guy that, yeah. <laughs> that, that we can turn the corner, that this isn't, we're not surrounded by darkness. We're actually surrounded by life. And, and, and I want to validate that. And that's, I think that's what I got from the film. I didn't go, I didn't go the other way at all. 
if, if, if that, I hope that's not too crazy. That means a ton to me. And I, I, I would, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm very decidedly who I am and there's no question of that. And I, I would find it curious if people were just like, that was dark and he's cynical. Uh, I think that all, all my films have to have a version of hope, but they, again, they can't be disrespectful to the real people who are suffering. Right. My first flick had, I think, realistic hope between a deeply grieving man and a woman suffering from bi- rapid cycling bipolar one disorder. I think my next film is the way I understand it, it has a renewed hope at the end, but there can only be a false kind of hope for their lives in that moment. You know, I don't tell you, I cannot say to you what will happen to Henry and Anna for the rest of their lives. That would be arrogant and ridiculous to pretend I could, which is why the mm. film ends the way it does. Well, they're still lost in the cycles. They're still, and there's a lot of formal ways in which we shot things to echo and parallel things per the cycles of addiction and trauma. And I guess I feel like we are living in a way where we run away from all our pain. It's very hard. My whole life, I've been trying to deal with a certain kind of loss that is very hard to deal with. But I just feel like I, I hope we did, and I certainly tried to with my collaborators, put a certain kind of specific love out, which doesn't pull punches to make it easy for people to watch it, which then disrespects the real people suffering from addiction. But it, it does hold up a mirror to a moment that's happening right now. And for me, my favorite films have saved my life. So when you say what you say about mm, story, nice. it means a ton to me because they literally have, you know, and, and the cinema has been a, a holy, romantic, incredible place for me to figure out how I can survive life on this planet, you know, for, for however long we live these days. And um, I, I personally hope and definitely think that you can come away from not just this flick, but any flick that lives in the realm of what this is, you know, attempting to be where, where it's cautionary tale. And it's asking Mm. to bear witness. And I guess I don't want to get into messages. I certainly don't want to preach. But my point of view is because Henry in that moment can't deal with his grief and he does turn towards opiates to mask, to throw under the rug, to bury for that moment, it'll always come back to haunt you. And, you know, she says, you gave me a hundred pills when I needed one to get better. And now you won't even give me one when I need a hundred right. just to get well. That is the sad reality of what's been mm. true about how many people have fallen into opiate addiction. But I think that applies to more than just the literal opiate addiction. You know, I think we can get well in quieter, simpler ways. And I guess mm. to me, that's ultimately nice. what the film is about. Yeah, that's be- what a beautiful uh, f- uh, way to think about it, man. Getting well in quieter, simpler ways. I think you know if we could aspire to the relationship that Anna and Henry develop in a short period of time for who knows about usury and one using the other in the codependency. I'm not sure. And I'm sure we could talk about that with psychologists and so on and sociologists alike, but the way you created or were, they were able to create together that that's uh, several times where <laughs> just delightful, where um, she tells Henry to shut up <laughs> and without <laughs> missing a beat, he's like, no, you shut up. It, it, Joey, I got to tell you, man, it's delightful. It's human. It's vulnerable. It's everything that we should all be aspiring to is getting to a place where we have that kind of relationship with others, because that's, that's going to, that's when we'll get safe injection sites, man. Well, I'm really, I really appreciate that. And I thank you for bringing that back because I mean, at the end of the day, you know, as maybe stories can, for me, art, uh, art has definitely been transformative for, for, for me, for mental health for uh, excitement for um you know intrigue for the rest of my life in terms of what you know i could jump into 
And uh, I think that if there's any world where it can also just promote a kind of empathy where maybe we can come out of this mm. moment and ask ourselves that specific question, because if anyone is curious, a way you can definitely have a say, you know, maybe this isn't the moment, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, but there will be a moment where we can put pressure on our MPs again, as we hopefully were before right. this moment. Safety injection sites will save lives and it'll change the face of how our country is dealing with this epidemic. And I understand we're all very tired and we're lonely and we're hurting. I am a part of that. Um, that's okay. I'm fine. But, you know, we got to share the planet. And and mm, that is one thing right. that hopefully, you know, our stories can do is actually inform then how we live outside of sitting in the, the dark theater or our dark bedrooms and watching the stuff. We got to share the planet. Nice. So I can't tell you how, how, how great it's been hanging out with you online. I, I look forward to meeting you face to face. Maybe we can do part two down the road or your next film, or maybe go back and visit uh, uh, some of your other work. I mean, that's that's something we could potentially do too. But we've been uh, uh, talking today with uh, Joey Klein about Castle in the Ground. Joey, where, um, we, can get, we can get access to this in a couple of days globally, right? iTunes, Google Play. It's kind of pretty much available everywhere. Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah, tomorrow it comes out VOD, uh, video on demand um, uh, in Canada and the States. Uh, in Canada, it's Bell. I'm, I'm now just literally reading from a note I made myself in an email that I won't send to anyone ever. Uh, Bell, Rogers, Shaw, Telus, Cineplex Store, Apple, and Google Play. Definitely iTunes will have it. Um, and uh, in the States, there are... Um, the internet exists there as well, where it's playing out. <laughs> the internet, <laughs> it does indeed. Yeah. Well, I, I listen, man. Congratulations. Wish you well. So much we didn't get to t talk about, but uh, I'll look forward to a, to another conversation. And thank you for a, a beautiful and a haunting and a, a deeply moving uh, film. Uh, we've been talking to Joy Klein today about his new film, Castle in the Ground. Joy, thanks, thanks a bundle. Sorry, I couldn't hold you off from the taxes any longer. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure. And uh, I'll figure out something else to do right now so I don't have to do my taxes. <laughs> there you go. Talk to you soon. All right, man. Take care. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.